Lisa Lee is coming now to read from us from Luke 24, and that will be followed by a message from our very beloved Pastor Hebe. Today's Bible reading is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 1 to 12. If you are reading from our church NIV Bible, it's page 748. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the man said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Verse 9. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Madeline, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying, lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is word from the Lord. Thanks, Lisa. If you could have your Bibles open to Luke chapter 24. Let's go through it together. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for his life. We thank you that he died for us that we might enjoy the, the righteousness and all the things that he earned with his righteous life. And we pray that as we come to this text, that you will convict us of the truth of your word, that it will spring in us life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I wondered if you think about, if you ever thought about, what if resurrection didn't happen? What if Jesus didn't rise from the dead well, this means that preaching of the gospel is completely useless. Life after death, um, we talk about, is not real, and Christians are fools, and Christianity is just a fairy tale. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it means that no one, no one will rise from the dead. All of humanity will remain captive in sin, and everyone who dies in, is in hell. And suffice it to say that resurrection is important, so important that Paul writes, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. It's all futile. But the question is, is it real? Is it real? Did it really happen? Well, modern people dismiss the idea of resurrection. They think it's a silly concept because it's not scientific. 
And science is uh, based on repeatable uh, events that you ob- observe. Um, you test it again and again and draw conclusions about what had happened. What's the law behind it? Unfortunately, there aren't too many people who have come back from the dead to tell us about what their experience was like, and much less people who died for many days to come back. So skeptics believe that the people in the Bible, uh, Bible times were just, uh, they were just uh, gullible people. They, they just believed in anything, all sorts of nonsense. So they think that it was a bit of a superstition. But is that really the case? Were people back then, were, were, were they really willing to believe in anything? Were they really any more likely to believe in the resurrection than we believe in the resurrection? That's precisely what Luke writes about. That's what he's addressing, that it was unbelievable to everybody, even in the first century people. It has always been difficult to believe. Just take a look at the story. When the women headed to the grave on that Sunday morning, they expected Jesus' body to be there. But of course, they find the large tomb door removed. And they don't see Jesus inside, and they're surprised. In verse 4, it says that they began to wonder. And the more literal translation says they were perplexed. They were puzzled because they don't jump to the conclusion immediately that Jesus rose from the dead. They, They weren't expecting it. Most people don't expect dead people to come back to life. They then suddenly see these two men, gleaming white, who tell them that Jesus had risen. But the response isn't spontaneous worship and adoration. It's not even amazement. Luke Luke says that they remembered Jesus' words. That's it. They remembered, but there isn't much sign of faith there. They don't run back. Luke pictures them wandering as they go back about what Jesus had said. Jesus did say that. But I wonder, is that really what happened? And the disciples are worse in this sense. Um, the women told them of these, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, told the apostles uh, of what they had seen, but they flat out deny what they had seen. Verse 11, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed nonsense. You know, back then, women weren't taken seriously. They were a bit like uh, how, uh, they, they, they were treated like a bit like how we would treat a three-year-old. If our three-year-old tells us that they saw an angel, we might say, ah, honey, maybe you just didn't get enough sleep last night. Too much TV, too much TV. We would dismiss them. Well, these disciples don't believe these women. Their words are not reliable, and they say, this is nonsense. The disciples did not believe in the resurrection. Even Peter, his reaction is subdued. He ran to the tomb and sees the strips of linen lying in the tomb. And we're told simply in verse 12 that he went uh, went out wondering what had happened. A better translation is that he marveled at what, what had happened. There is a step to faith there. He's thinking, wow, something did happen. What, what happened here? There is a, a step towards faith, but there isn't a full faith there. In fact, the whole chapter 24 is really about how difficult it was for people to believe in the resurrection. The story right after this, if you have your Bibles open, you see it's the road to Emmaus story. It's where uh, the disciples there, uh, uh, they're walking uh, uh, to Emmaus, and Jesus suddenly appears, uh, uh, appears next to them. But they don't understand that it's Jesus who's speaking to them. It's only when he opens up the Bible 
and explains to them, look, this Messiah had to die and rise again. It's only when he breaks bread and eats with them, their eyes are open. They see Jesus for the first time and they go, wow, you are Jesus. It's only then they believe And the story right after that is the appearance, Jesus' appearance to the disciples, to the 11 disciples who still hadn't seen Jesus. When he appears to them in verse 37, take a look. They don't trust their eyes. In verse 37, Luke writes, they were startled and frightened thinking that they saw a ghost. They think they saw a ghost. Jesus then says, look, I'll show you my hands. I'll show you my feet. As if that wasn't enough in verse 43. They still did not believe it because of the joy and amazement. So then he says, look, do you have anything to eat? And then they bring out fish and he eats with them. It's only then they go, this is real. Jesus had risen again. None of the disciples, even the women who are actually um, normally depicted very well in the Gospel of Luke, even women don't come out very well in this story. It has always been difficult to believe that dead would rise. Nobody expected this. We think science, we think of science and we say, well, that didn't happen. Well, they also had reasons, other reasons, uh, to not believe in the resurrection. Many Jews simply didn't believe uh, they, they uh, simply didn't believe in the resurrection. Remember the Sadducees? They opposed resurrection, that they had a stake in not having an afterlife. So they didn't believe in the resurrection. And not only that, the Greco-Romans, they, the, the Greco-Roman mindset dominated that part of the world, and their mindset said actually physical world was bad. Physical world, uh, spiritual world was good. Physical world was bad. Think about Plato. Plato had this ideals, ideas. Uh, the spiritual world was where the real things were, where the ideal things were. Physical world was bad. It was inferior. So for them to think that Jesus would come back to life, the physical life, they would think that was ridiculous. This is not a good thing for anyone to come back to life. Nobody expected this to happen. They also thought that this was utterly mysterious and ridiculous. It is hard. It has been hard to believe in the resurrection. And by the way, if you're trying to tell somebody about Christianity and they find Christianity really difficult to believe, well, take comfort because it is hard to believe that Jesus rose again from the dead. But the thing is, the disciples came to believe in the resurrection. Some people say that the resurrection is a creation by the church. Actually, it's the other way around. The church was created by the resurrection. The church was created because disciples became so convinced that their Lord died and rose again. They became so convinced that Jesus is the Son of God, all that he said that he was. They became, it's the resurrection that created faith, that it was the resurrection they gave birth to the church. It's the resurrection that testified to the fact that, uh, confirmed the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. It was only then they started to tell people that Jesus rose again from the dead, that there is life in Jesus because Jesus rose again. So, was the resurrection real? If today you're wondering about this, Question, it was important for the disciples, and it should be important for us because it's the event that changed the disciples. It's the event that will change your life if you really thought about it. 
If you thought that Jesus, if you became convinced that Jesus really died and rose again, that he is the Lord, that he is the Son of God who came down to give us life, if you become convinced of this fact, then your life will be changed. Are you convinced that Jesus rose again? Because if this is not true, if this is not true, well, then it's of no importance. We're all fools here. We're all wasting our time this morning. But if this, if this is true, this is of ultimate importance, and nothing could be more important. And it's not an accident that Jesus said that he was going to die. Uh, once again, if you can take a look at verse 5. The angels declared to the women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day rise again. The Son of Man, did you catch? He must die. He must be delivered, crucified, and and rise again. Jesus' death was no accident. Another translation says that it was necessary for him to die. Indeed, Jesus predicted his death multiple times in Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, chapter 13, 17, 18, and again in 22. Jesus' death was not an accident. He wasn't killed. He said that he had to die. He went towards his death in Jerusalem. And you must then ask, why does he have to die? Why does he have to die? If you look across the pages and see uh, verses 46 to 47, chapter uh, 24, 46 to 47, Jesus says, this is what is written. Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You see, his death and resurrection was necessary so that repentance and forgiveness of sins could be preached. Repentance and forgiveness of sins. But these things look forward to the day of judgment, doesn't it? Today is Qingming Festival. I don't know much about Chinese um, uh, tra- uh, tradition, but from what I hear, it's the day where people go to the grave, uh, to the uh, to to the graves of their ancestors, to clean it and to pay their respects. What if what if you went today to the grave and you found that actually the grave had been dug up, and that the coffin was open and there was no body there, nowhere to be found? Now this is why Easter is important, because it tells us that there will be a day that all tombs, all graves will be opened. When you open it up, there's no body there because everybody will rise again. Everyone, not just Jesus, but all people. When Jesus comes back the second time, everybody will rise again. This is what Easter looks forward to. Not just Jesus, all will rise. It doesn't matter if your body was cremated scattered all over the sea or decomposed because you died thousands of years ago because God will recreate us and give us new bodies. And on that day of resurrection, we will rise to meet our maker. And there will be a great judgment. And this is why repentance and forgiveness of sin is so important. It it must be preached because if Jesus lived, died and rose again, on that day, God will divide us into two groups. And it won't be good and, and bad. Because we've all fallen 
of God's standard. We, we don't meet God's standard. All of us are bad. Only God is good. But God will separate us into two groups. One group will be those who repented and followed, followed Christ. Another group will be those who didn't. The people in the first group have received forgiveness that was offered on the cross. And the other group refused to accept this gift of forgiveness. And because God is just, those who reject Christ will be forced to pay for their own sin. And because God is just, those who accepted Christ's forgiveness will live in the new creation as rulers as we're meant to be. You see, Jesus had to die because the resurrection and judgment are for everybody and because he, want, he wanted to make a way for us to live, receive forgiveness of sins. I went to a very liberal seminary and, and one of my friends posted recently that, um, that Jesus didn't, pay, uh, didn't die because of our sins, to pay for our sins, but Jesus died uh, because of sinful people. Well, I just think that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Um, because why then? That, because that doesn't explain why Jesus had to die. Why Jesus predicted his death and he went to his death. It was not because he wasn't killed by sinful people. I mean, he was killed by sinful people, but that wasn't the reason why he died. Jesus died. He went to his death so he could make a way for us. Jesus died. Because God, who is love, didn't want us to bear that punishment ourselves. So he took our place so that both God's justice and love might be fulfilled. But it's funny how people react to this resurrection story. Because I think we react exactly the same way. 2,000 years ago, people reacted in this way, and it has, it's still the same. We see in the women who come to the tomb on Easter morning. This is before, a woman before Easter. Um, they, they come, uh, uh, and they come because they don't understand exactly why Jesus had to die. But they want to pay their respects to Jesus. Right? They just thought that Jesus was a very special person, and they wanted to uh, do right by him. In fact, if there was a Kickstarter campaign for Jesus, they would have been early backers. Because in Luke chapter 8, 2 to 3, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, uh, these women had supported Jesus' ministry financially. They were sold on Jesus being a great man, or maybe even a prophet. So they backed Jesus. But they didn't, um, they, they, they come. The reason why they come to the tomb and that Easter morning is not because they're convinced that Jesus is God, but because they want to pay their respects. And people continue to do the same. Most people in the world believe that Jesus is a good man, perhaps even a great man. And they ignore all the, in some ways, very ridiculous things that Jesus had said about himself. He says, whoever has seen me has seen God. I am the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Son, your sins are forgiven. I am the resurrection and life. I mean, if I said that, you would look at me like a crazy person. But they ignore all that Jesus had said. And they say, well, Jesus taught us to love each other, and that must be a great thing. Surely he was a great teacher. But they don't understand who Jesus is because they don't understand the resurrection. They don't really know who he is. 
but they are there to pay their respects. And maybe that's one of the reasons why you're here this morning. Easter, after all, it is Easter, and some of you I know come. I don't mean to guilt trip you, but I know some of you come for Easter and Christmas, and it's great to have you here. (laughs) But maybe you're here to pay your respect to a great man who died. But let me tell you, this is before the women met the risen Christ. When they met the risen Christ, their life was changed. Things must change if resurrection is true. The second group of people, well, it's the disciples. The disciples hear the testimonies of the women, but they don't believe them. Look how the disciples dismiss women. Their words seem like nonsense. Verse 11. How can a dead person come to life? Women are such gullible people. They believe in anything. Now, if Peter had said he had seen Jesus, maybe I would believe. But these women, they believe anything they want to believe, don't they? I, I, don't, I don't believe that, but this is what the disciples are saying. <laughs> and people are still saying the same thing. People dismiss Christians and say, ah, these Christians, they're gullible people, aren't they? They believe in anything that they really want to believe. They believe because they want to believe. But you see, they haven't examined the evidence. But there is a person who did in the story, and it's Peter. Peter gets up and he runs to the tomb. He went to, the, to examine the evidence himself. He bent down and went into that dark tomb. He didn't see risen Christ, but he saw the evidence of the resurrection. He saw the, the, the cloth that was lying there, verse 12, strips of linen. And then he starts going, I remember something. I thought maybe I remember that Jesus is, is said that, that he would rise again from the dead. And he began to marvel at the empty tomb. He began to start believing in Jesus. So let me ask you today, who are you most like? Like the women before they went to the empty tomb? Here, here to pay your respects? Or are you like the disciples before uh, they dismiss women who dismiss Christians? Say, well, because of my presuppositions about the world, miracles don't happen, so therefore this cannot be true. But let me ask you, have you examined the evidence for the resurrection? The women were changed. The disciples were changed after they saw the risen Christ. Take the time to think about the empty tomb. Uh, at the back on this side, uh, Carl um, Gramberg has put together uh, this uh, very helpful paper that summarizes some of the best reasons to believe in the resurrection, uh, reasons for the resurrection. Do take the time, take it and examine it. Do take it and give it to uh, your friends who might not believe in the resurrection. Take the time to examine the evidence because I assure you, people, you will begin to marvel. If you don't believe me, would you take a look at the words of an eminent Buddhist uh, scholar, Paul Williams? He is a a, a professor emeritus of Indian and Tibetan philosophy at University University of Bristol in England. Until uh, his retirement in 2011, three years ago, four years ago, he was the director of the university's Center for Buddhist Studies and a former president of the UK Association of Buddhist Studies. He earned his doctorate uh, in the University of Oxford, but in early 2000s, he converted to Roman Catholicism and wrote a book about it. And this is what he writes in this book, The Unexpected Way. He writes... I'm not convinced by an alternative explanation of the resurrection. 
Thus, I have, ex- I, have, I have to accept that as far as I can see, it is more rational to believe in the resurrection than in the alternatives. I have thus chosen to believe. And my belief is based on reasons. I argue that it is rationally based belief that for me that makes more sense than the alternative. Page 2021. Jesus has risen. This is true. And this is of utmost importance. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your son. We thank you for his life, death, and resurrection. We thank you for his suffering. We thank you for his taking our place upon the cross. We thank you for the assurance that the judgment day, uh, that death is not something to be feared anymore. That the judgment day is not something to be feared anymore. That we can be assured that we will be with you because of what your son has done for us. And we pray for all those of us who are here, who are exploring the Christian faith, that you would convict them of this truth. And we pray for all those of us who believe in your son, that we would adore you, that we would worship you with our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.